Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Title Talk. Y'all know why I'm here, so I don't get fond. With my good pal, Alonzo Surf P. What's going on, Alonzo? Not much, man. Pretty much nothing, actually. I can't wait to go back to school. Go back to school in like 12 days. Not that I'm counting. Um, home is boring as fuck. The quarter system fucking sucks. I want to see my friends. Fuck this. I want to go back to school. There's your life update. You know, you make it really hard to get sponsorships when you're dropping the F-bomb everywhere. You have to censor you out. The F-bomb. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Alonzo. I'm back in class. It's terrible, but, you know, I like the semester system. The one half a year, three months, four months, whatever. Get a long, nice long summer. Get a break in the winter. It's really nice. Weep about it. Yeah, I got a long summer, too. The issue is that I go back to school fucking mid-September. It sucks. I want to see my friends. Come that on. doesn't sound like an issue to me. It's Yeah, but I also end in like late in mid to late June. Okay. Early to mid-June. So, okay. yeah. We have about the same length summer, but it's just at a different time. So, all my friends who go to school in the States from here, well, they're already gone. So, I'm... Pretty much, and all my friends here who are in college here are already in school, so I'm like alone. All I do all day is like I'm on Twitter and I watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's not so bad, man. That's kind of lit, actually. Just watching Breaking Bad and just relax by yourself, think about Trent Brown a little bit, reminisce a little bit, maybe throw on some Josh Gordon highlights. Oh, just... I've watched. I, I think I've memorized every single catch that Josh Gordon made, like the route, <laughs> the corner covering him. The situation. Let's stop now. We're going to talk about them later. If we if we yeah. start now, we'll just get, we'll just we'll just keep. This is going to be a Josh Gordon appreciation <laughs> podcast if we start now. All right, Alonzo. Before we start, number one topic: house cleaning. So happy the Patriots finally got the monkey off their back. They lost the fourth preseason game, and I say lost in quotations because they threw the damn game. If you're watching the game, you could see it. They didn't want to get that undefeated preseason going on. They they threw the game. It's no big deal at all to me. Glad to see it. You know they they're they're going to win all 19 games, and at some point you have to lose a game. Here it was, and let's start the winning streak now. No, I thought it was wonderful. I thought that it immediately took the pressure off the Patriots for an undefeated season. Before it even started. Yeah. You're... It was really wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. All right, let's start. On a very angry note that no one is going to like. <laughs> All right. Let... Julian Edelman, our handsome hero. So we turn on the game. Very handsome. We turn on the game. There he is, you know, Julian Edelman running around. And before the game, I said I would be very upset if this handsome man played, you know, more than a couple snaps or even at all because it is the fourth preseason game and I just don't really value it that much. So then he, then he starts... Why even play a couple snaps? What's yeah, the point? Yeah, what's the point? You're right. What's the point? I was wrong there. Okay. No snaps at all for Julian Edelman, the handsome man. So Julian Edelman starts taking snaps and immediately I, I'm actually getting angry because I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember the season where Julian Edelman tore his ACL in preseason. Very, so, very bad. <laughs> very bad and uh so i just really um 
The Patriots are notorious for starting slow in September anyway. It's Julian Edelman. I don't think he's going to have ring rust. Let's let's keep him on the bench. I mean, he jammed up his finger. He's had a hurt finger, whatever. But it could have been a lot worse. I'm glad he's not. I'm glad he's not hurt. But I think this was uh, not the best move. And um, for long term outlook, I don't think it's very wise because the risk just far outweighs the reward to me. Like, what is Julian Edelman playing? Like, how many snaps? Ten snaps with Jarrett Stidham instead of Tom Brady? Like, who, actually, why do like, I care? I about Julian that? Edelman played like five snaps. Why do I care? But he he went out because he like banged his finger. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But what? So, the, the point is, he might have played fifteen or twenty, and maybe with Jared Stidham. Like, who cares? Yeah, I think he might have played more. I think he might have played as much as DT and Gordon. Oh, brother! I would have started a petition. As stupid as it is, I think like the way that yeah, Gordon is probably going to be their number two receiver when they start the season. Likely going to be their number two receiver, whatever. And DT, we think wide receiver three. We think he's going to have a pretty major role. Brady seems to like really have taken a liking to him from all reports. And they played most of the first half. So it would not have surprised me if Edelman had he stayed in the game and had, could he not banged his finger if he had just played with them for that first half. Um, we ranted about it on Twitter at the time. Every play he was out there was an unnecessary, stupid risk. It was just stupid. Like, there is no point in getting Julian Edelman reps in preseason week four, playing against like AAF corners with Jared Stidham at quarterback. What the hell is the point? What the hell is the point? This is a guy that's gotten hurt. He's a 33-year-old slot receiver who is their most important player on offense by far, besides Tom Brady. And he has an injury history. It's just a fact. He, is, he has never been a player who is He's 33. Rusty. Like, yeah, and look, it's not a guy who gets rusty coming off layoffs. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but he he missed an entire season and then missed four games because of suspension. And then he came back and he was immediately their best receiver and it wasn't even close last year. Like, like, well, what are you doing playing him? Also, it's not like he hasn't been running around in camp. He broke his thumb. Yeah, It wasn't anything related to his lower body. His conditioning should just not be an issue at this point. It's obviously we're very thankful he's not hurt because it could have been much worse than it was when he came out of the game. But the process, the decision-making process in playing him, I tweeted at the time, I am not as smart as Bill Belichick. I do not know as much about football as Bill Belichick. But it's stupid. Like, it just is. Why doesn't he just like Gronk gets the Gronk treatment during the preseason? Why didn't Julian exactly. Edelman get the Gronk plan? I don't understand that. He's it's. I mean, Edelman's missed time just like Gronk. He's had some nagging injuries. Like just sit him out. Who cares? He's gonna be thirty three. He's not playing with Tom Brady. I just would have not rather see Julian Edelman. And you can make the case for Josh Gordon to Marius Thomas plan. I think they. I think both of them played entirely too long, but. I don't yeah. think it matters as much as Julian Edelman, but Edelman, in my opinion, and should not be playing. End story. No. Oh. And this is a guy, I mean, part of our outlook on this is shaped by the fact that two years ago, he blew out his knee in the preseason. That happened. It did. And 
I can't get that out of my head when I'm watching the game and he's out there and he's running around 10 days before they start the season. When he's running, he's running around out there with Jarrett fucking Stidham at quarterback and Dan Skipper at left tackle and just playing with scrubs and against scrubs. Why? Make made no sense to me. Massive, massive L for uh, the Patriots, in my opinion. But they came out on top. No one got hurt. Everyone lived. No one died per Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right, next next thing on the agenda, Alonzo. Two very, very large, handsome men. Demarius Thomas, Josh Large. <laughs> lining, up, <laughs> lining up on the same team. And, man, uh, when Demarius Thomas, they took that. I took a little picture of him, and the Patriots also posted kind of the same picture when he dropped the touchdown, the ball at the goal line after his first touchdown. He, if you if you just squint a little bit and you think, yep, that's Marty Bennett. Yes. It's Marty Bennett, and you don't question it. And you you think, man, Marty's gotten a little bit even bigger since last time because DT looked huge, and he looked huge. He, he appeared to me to be the player that uh, we saw last year before he got hurt. I thought he looked. I thought he looked very good. I mean, he's not. He's not going to create a crazy amount of separation. Neither is Josh Gordon. But I thought both of them looked good. The players I expect them to be looking like, and they're giant men, and they can. And Demarius Thomas plays in the slot everywhere. Oh boy, they am I excited! Contested catches. They win contested yeah. catches. They They're better than need... Chris Hogan. Both of them. It's amazing. Both of them are better than Chris Hogan, and they don't need to get separation like freaking Odell Beckham Jr. They don't. They don't. Or Antonio they Brown. They have. They, they win at the catch point, and they have the best quarterback of all time who can throw them open. DT looked great. DT looked great. Exceeded all my expectations, and I expected he would make the team. And even more important than how he looked, obviously he's not on the team as we're recording this. He will be back on the team. His helmet's still in his locker. And pretty much everyone has said that he'll be back. Um, more important than how he looked in the game, I think, is the fact that they felt confident enough to just bring him back off PUP. And the fact that Tom Brady really seems to like throwing to him. Like, everything, all the signs on that are great. The reports, mm-hmm. like Matt Chatham said it. On um, his podcast, Tom Curran said it on Quick Slants. Tom Curran actually said, and I don't agree with it, this take, he said that he thought that DT would be like a more crucial cog in the offense than Josh Gordon for this year. I don't see that. I think that Josh Gordon at this point is just better than, than DT. But it's pretty clear that DT and Brady have um, really developed a bond. You can see it when they were talking on the sidelines during the earlier preseason games. And even Giardi, I think, said that DT's been working out at TB12. Um, he's been with Guerrero. He's kind of been in that program since he got here. And for what it's worth, guys always say this, but DT does say that he feels even better than he did last year. And this offensive system and quarterback probably suit him better for what he is now as a player than what he's had in the past three, four years with complete trash at quarterback. Yes, and what he brings... Like you just said, an important thing that is a little bit underrated, a player that Tom Brady likes to play with and likes throwing to. So if we went back last year and it was September and we said to ourselves, how many receivers does Tom Brady enjoy throwing the football to? It would probably be Gronk and James White, and that would be it, right? I guess before the season we would have said Hogan. 
but we would have been wrong. We would have been very wrong. <laughs> we would have been wrong because Hogan like fell off a cliff and was horrible. <laughs> so but now, yeah, yeah the, and Tom Brady notably loves Josh Gordon throwing the ball to him, as we know. So Josh, Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, loves throwing the ball to Julian Edelman, James White, even got Philidor set. Ah, uh, yeah, in I'm not spot roll. Yeah, in a spot think, roll. Yeah. Thanks. Wide receiver five, four. But Tom Brady doesn't love throwing to Philidor. Like he does it, but he doesn't love it. It's like me. It's like me when I drink a beer I don't like. It's like okay, but I don't like this. Like I don't. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. do it again. That's true. That's a good analogy. Yeah. But I'm very happy for this, and I, I think the offense will start out a little bit faster than it always does. Very happy. Yeah. Well, you just have to think back to last year when Fodor set was like wide receiver Ooh. one talent-wise at this point in the calendar. Slim Pickens. Uh, yeah, this year it's Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon's wide receiver two, and DT is probably wide receiver three. I guess we'll talk about that an hour later. Um, I, I feel bad for your secondaries, not just for the pass game, Alonzo, but if you just look at Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, huge. Julian Edelman, not only are they huge, but they're extremely physical. And they, yeah, they're really good blockers. And they're yeah. gigantic. Julian, I just, I can't wait to see Julian Edelman dequeet someone this year on a block. Oh, that's my favorite thing. You'll probably see it on like the second play of the season. <laughs> we'll probably see it this week in practice somewhere. Yeah, we'll dequeet Nikhil Harry, and Nikhil Harry will go on IR to bring back DT. <laughs> oh brother all right yeah i'm very excited for the large men good in the red zone very good in the red zone oh yeah much excite should we draft demarius thomas like round three in fantasy no no okay just wondering no. just just checking in <laughs> no, actually no you should you should in our league which by the way you're an absolute coward but you should <laughs> okay. i invite you to do so okay all right whatever i'm giving myself the first pick by the way great wonderful you no, deserve it i'm giving myself a second pick not as pressure not as much pressure you know good 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 all right all right so next thing on the agenda probably the most important thing on the agenda the biggest thing on the agenda um that's gunner olszewski 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 i don't know the goat gunner gunner good at football he beats out Braxton Berrios, which before <laughs> before camp we would say this was crazy. A lot of people I think very, we probably would have laughed at that. Yeah. Oh, not probably. It would have been like, um, yeah, that, there's no chance. A lot I think of, we have jokes from earlier on in this podcast feed where we make fun of Gunner making the team. Like, no any chance not. of Gunner making yeah, the team. Uh, no, we were probably. all we were all on Gunner. We knew he's gonna like, make We loved Gunner, we loved Gunner, <laughs> but after after like the Titans joint practices, we were like, Jesus Christ, Gunner was really running with the starters. Oof. Yeah, but you know what? The, you know what the crazy thing is? Like he made plays. Like and it was dumb. Like all dude, Malcolm like, Butler said he looked good. All like all week, I would watch. I would specifically watch on the outside, and he kept catching passes and on the outside with defenders draped on him, and it was just like, man, this kid, he's a he's, he can play football. He's good at football. He's a good punt returner. And that's the best thing to me. You get Julian Edelman off the field. Gunner can actually make plays. He looks really good with the ball. He can play yes. in virtually every phase if you really needed him to. He just gets it. And Braxton Berrios is just a, a guy who's, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Not a big Braxton Berrios guy. I don't think neither of us were, never were. 
I'm glad to see Gunner make the team over Braxton Berrios. He does a lot more stuff. He's a better football player. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he, he's not skilled right now, but maybe he eventually develops those skills and becomes, like, a decent player. Like, a decent, reliable wide receiver, 4-3. Cliché as it sounds, like, I think he will. Just you look at his attitude and character and his background. His background, he got to Bemidji State as a true freshman. He was immediately, like, their best player. Um, he was barely even recruited by them, barely recruited by anyone. He has that, like, similar chip on his shoulder to an Edelman and a lot of the guys that end up succeeding in this spot. Um, and his athleticism has flashed more than, like, Riley McCarron, right? His athleticism when he returns punts, like, he pops. That tackle he made when he ran um, basically across the field – and like the most hustled try hard play ever um, to tackle a guy that was two yards away from Duke Dawson and Duke Dawson was like playing patty cake and running away from that just tells me a lot about the guy and the type of player he is. The fact that his coaches were all like in my mentions, hyping him up when I tweeted that um, I really, I have high hopes for what he could be in the future. And I think in the present, uh, Hopefully he'll make like the active 46-man roster because the only way to take Edelman off punt returns with Gunner is if Gunner is actually active, and we have to see if that's the case. Do it. I think the case for making him active is he could he'll he would definitely play on the punt return unit and the kick return unit as the return man, and I think he could cover kickoffs too. So that's like three out of four core special teams units, and that might be enough to justify putting him on the the 46 yeah great like i said he just makes plays with the ball he's i love him and his his college coach right follows you on twitter or his high school Uh, his college coach his college coach followed me on twitter like the head coach of bemiji state followed me on twitter why don't you slide in his dms oh i will i will we're working on that (laughs) we're working on that we might get him on the pod we might get him on the pod so happy for you, Gunner. Avid list. You, avid you literally have more followers than he does. <laughs> About like two grand. <laughs> well, I maybe we just need to get him tweeting about Josh Gordon at like 11 p.m. Yeah. That just seems to do that it. That gets the people going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next thing on the agenda. We love Gunner so much. He's catching a touchdown, by the way, this year. I'm just going to go ahead and predict that. It's going to happen. He's, he's going to house a punt. Yeah, that too. I mean, he, I mean, we know he's going to house a punt. It's all about the receiving touchdowns, though. Like, he's going to have one. It's, here's, here's what's going to happen. They're going to do that little toss play that Brandon Cooks did and James White. That's going to be yeah. good, and he's going to take that to the house. Bryson, you missed a really golden opportunity. You want me to say it? What? Patriots are going to be up by 35 points at halftime in a lot of games. Uh, You're going to see a lot of Jarrett Stidham in the second half of games. Yes. You're going to see a lot of Gunnar Olszewski in the slot. You're going to see a lot of Gunnar touchdowns. Dan Skipper left tackle. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to call up Dan Skipper to play left tackle just to humiliate teams. Wow. (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen. These games aren't going to be close. We know this. All right, next thing on the agenda got Hoyer the Destroyer getting cut. For the protege, our boy, 
who, by the way, did not look very good in the fourth preseason game, but... Overrated preseason for our boy. Yeah, yeah, overrated. But Jared, there. Jared Stidham, love him. So glad he won. He won the job. Because a lot of people just penciled Brian Hoyer in as second QB. But not us, Alonzo. We wanted Jared Stidham because he's very handsome and can throw the ball very far, throw a ball far. That's what Jared Stidham does. Very good. I'm I'm very excited for Jared Stidham. Talented. Probably Jared Stidham's probably more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, he is. Sure. Like let's go with yeah. that. Let's be positive about it. Why yeah. not? Jared Stidham, quarterback I think so, so sure. Yeah, whatever. I think he is. I, I like this. It sounds like they might then maybe they bring Hoyer back, maybe, like if he doesn't get a great offer somewhere else. Suck, yeah. By the way. Exactly. I, I would, would I would prefer you just keep two quarterbacks because just use the roster pot, spot somewhere else, wide receiver, whatever, corner, whatever you're wanted. Yeah. Well, which they already did. I mean, they did that. But right. keep the extra guy on the roster and just roll with two quarterbacks because what's the the difference between Stidham and Hoyer right now to me is like what is it? What's the difference? Really, and who cares anyway? I mean, t- with two games, three games, if Brady gets hurt, I think they would be just as, as competitive with Stidham. And oh my God, if Brady- they won a game with Jacoby Brissett playing when he knew like ten percent of the playbook. Exactly, it's a team that would make the playoffs later that year. They can like system out a win. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if Brady, if Brady, hopefully could, it doesn't even need to happen. No, everyone, knock on wood as you're listening to this podcast. Thank you. I just did it for everyone. Cherry Oak, go ahead. You're welcome. All right. So yeah, if if uh, Brady gets hurt, we're big toast. I say we because we big toast. So two quarterbacks, love it. Thoughts, Alonzo? We, we, we love it. Yeah. What about what thoughts on what? Any other thoughts besides just keep two quarterbacks roster spots? That makes sense. Um, just keep two quarterbacks because the rest of the roster is loaded. They have a very, very deep roster. If you have to burn a roster spot on a QB that's going to be inactive on every game day, that sucks. <laughs> yes. This would be, they, they have four guys claimed on waivers. And they got a lot of the guys they wanted to get back to the practice squad on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Like, it would suck to have to keep a third quarterback just because, you know, and I don't think it'll even be an issue because Hoyer's going to visit with the Colts and the Colts. They don't have any have like, quarterbacks. They have one. They, they, don't, they don't have a backup quarterback. They <laughs> literally don't. They need someone who can mentor and help Jacoby Brissett. Hoyer can do that. And they have, and they have like, they have bags and bags and bags and bags of cap space. Yeah, we love it, actually. Like $4 million at Hoyer <laughs> yeah. to back up. So, yeah. Yeah, we love it. Shout out to Hoyer. Future Patriots quarterbacks coach, by the way. Will one day be coaching Jared Stidham. We hope. We can only hope. <laughs> All right. Um, next topic, Alonzo. Is this is your favorite player on the Patriots team? Um, it, his name is Duke Dawson, second oh, round pick. Second round pick from last year gets traded. You know, Duke Dawson. At the time, should we take a vic- should? I'll just let you take. Yeah. A vic- just go yeah. ahead and pick your lap it up. Yeah. You can ask. 
I was watching the second round of the draft with one of my best friends. We were in my living room, and the Patriots had, I think, the 43rd pick going into that night in the draft. And I was just all in on, like, them taking a receiver, them taking a tight end, and maybe even beefing up the offensive line even more. And if you remember, we all wanted, like, some rangy athletic linebacker, like a Malik Jefferson type, and he also sucks. He got cut. But in any case, the last position on the team that they needed at the time was corner. They didn't need anyone there. They needed no bodies. They had, they went into the draft with Stephon Gilmore, the best corner in the league. Jason McCourty was really good with the Browns the year before. Eric Rowe, who got slandered a lot, but let's not forget the guy was really fucking good. Jonathan Jones, really good slot corner, matches up great, matches up great against faster receivers. And Ryan Lewis, who all we heard about was hype, hype, hype. Oh, the Patriots love Ryan Lewis. And oh, he won Patriot of the Year instead of Tom Brady. And oh. And they went in, they, they drafted Duke Dawson, who had no path whatsoever to playing time, who projected maybe as a corner, maybe as a safety, maybe as a slot, maybe as a who the hell knows. Florida moved him around because he sucked. He sucked wherever they played. I don't care. I don't care if that's not even true. He sucked. He sucked. He was bad at football. He got to the Patriots. He was bad at football. And by the way, another reason I didn't want Duke Dawson is the Patriots are notoriously great at finding late round picks or undrafted free agents at corner. And guess what? They did. They found two. They signed JC Jackson and they drafted Keon Crossan. You know where that left Duke Dawson? He was seventh on the cornerback depth chart. And then coming into camp this year, he was still seventh on the cornerback depth chart. And he sucked. He did nothing to distinguish himself. He was horrible. He was so bad the Patriots had to take another corner in this year's draft. Did not play special teams. Fuck Duke Dawson. I hate Duke Dawson. I wow. hope he is horrible with the Broncos. I hope wow. he sucks. Wow. Okay. That was a little harsh. Okay. I just want to preface Trash. this by I just want to preface this by saying um Bill Belichick, we we say, we say BBL all the time, but we we love you. We love you a little bit. <laughs> right. eh. We love you a little bit, Bill. We love you, Bill. So the roster sure. stacked. You you get mad credit, Bill, for the roster being stacked and whatever and drafting all those players. But just for this one time, let us have this one thing, and that is Bill Belichick. I've got something to say to you. When it comes to the second round of the NFL draft, and your big board is in front of you, and you look at it, and there's wide receivers, and there's corners, and players like that, and you're thinking about drafting these players, wide receivers and corners. What you do is you literally walk to the nearest mirror. You look in the mirror. You see the man who doesn't draft well in the second round with wide receivers and corners. You slap yourself. You go back to your big board. Erase all the names that you had up there. And draft literally anyone else because you will have the same probability as hitting a bus rate. Thank you very much, Bill Belichick. Outsource your your wide receiver and cornerback in the second round only to someone else, preferably who who, who should we the just let's, Steelers. Let, let's no let's promote someone from Pager's Twitter to draft wide receivers and corners. I'm oh, certainly me. Um, no, I'm going with I. Let's see, let's see. I'm going with that zero walls. That's my guy on this one. 
At oh, Zero Walls. no. At Zero Walls knows what's going on on Twitter. Follow, I, shout I out actually, to Zero Walls. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got Dave Brown. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, I've got Dave Brown. I've got Dave Brown. Dave Brown can take it, and you know what Dave Brown would do? He would draft guys think, that no, just no, no. have Dave great Brown, catch rates. Dave Brown, Dave Brown would commit suicide because he would have to have an original thought for the first time in his fucking life. His miserable existence. God, fuck that guy. He would, he, would, uh, he would draft a lot of players that have an extremely high catch rate because all they do is just catch the ball like Philip <laughs> Brissett. That's all that matters, bro. extremely high catch rate just, on 20 you know, targets because they could not get matters, open for bro. the other... 1700 routes they ran hey um alonzo i don't know if you know this but i, I get that philip Dorsett caught you know he caught a ton of balls uh if you're wondering uh since week four of last year he's caught 25 so a lot of a lot of footballs <laughs> oh yeah he, he you know he had a lot of targets in the super bowl oh he did and you know Zero. what none <laughs> See, a lot of people. Maybe, been you know, you know why you know why he had zero targets in the Super Bowl? Because he stinks. Chris Hogan had six. <laughs> now, every single target. To be fair, every single target to Chris Hogan in that Super Bowl, a he was covered away. like a wet blanket, like a wet blanket by whoever was covering him. And I mean, it was a heart attack every time. I think three of them could have been intercepted, and the other ones were just thrown away. So yeah, Chris Hogan also bad. Cordero Patterson had more combined catches in the super, more catches than both those guys combined in the Super Bowl. There I mean, are, that's just sad. There are other plays other than the plays you see Philip Dorsett catch a ball with the defender draped all over him, and in those plays he is not getting open. <laughs> Wheat below. <laughs> w. Crossing also gone. Um, and uh, the the thing about Crossing Alonzo is I kind of feel bad. I feel bad for him because last year that he got picked on a lot in the preseason, got scored on in front of everyone, it felt like, and then again gets picked on again and scored on what it felt like in front of everyone. Because it's it like these preseason games are like these guys' time to shine, essentially, like make the team. And he got dunked on two years in a row. It was really sad to see. Well, but against the Giants, he was good. He, he, had, had, he had a pretty bad first drive. Golden Tate kind of killed him. Yeah, that's Golden uh, he Tate. He bounced back, though. Golden cool. Tate's Golden Tate. I mean, yeah, as much cool. as we hate Golden Tate, Golden Tate's really good. Yeah. And if you have Keon Crossan on Golden Tate in the regular season, well, you're fucked. But Keon Crossan, I think he's going to go to Houston. And they traded away Johnson Bayamosi, one of our former favorites on this podcast. Um, tried to cover Nelson Aguilar in the Super Bowl. Went about as well as you'd expect. Uh, they the Texans traded him to Miami in the Tunsil trade, and I think Crossing is just going to slide into his role, and he's going to be a core special teamer there from day one, and he'll probably get more of a chance to play corner. He, I mean, unless it was an absolute disaster, knock on wood, he was never going to play on defense for the Patriots, never. But I wish him well. I did like him. Fuck Duke Dawson, but I, I mean, I still like Keon Crossing. Yeah, same. I like Keon Crossan. Didn't he, he? He did play. He did play um, on Tyreek Hill in the AFC Championship game, didn't he? Yeah, I mean that was the game they just used all their corners. Yeah, yeah, all of them. And John Jones went out for a few plays because he banged something up, and uh, they just put their next fastest guy on Tyreek Hill, and it happened to be Keon. 
I think Keon's actually faster than Jones, but Jones is obviously better as a corner. Yeah. All right, Alonzo. I'm going to let you get into the trades because you were just so much better pronouncing these names than me. Patriots actually mm-hmm. traded for some people. I don't know if you know this. Three human beings. Ooh, three. Three of them. Yeah. And they filled the roster spots that would have been taken by Jared Valdir, David Andrews, and Brian Schwenke. The Patriots kind of got fucked on the offensive line by retirement, plural, and a really just horrible illness for David Andrews, which I don't think we've talked about on this podcast, and maybe we can touch on it quickly. It's a bummer every time I think about it. I mean, the guy's one of my favorites. He's one of their leaders. He's one of Brady's favorites. He's an awesome center. Seems like a genuinely awesome guy. And more than getting back on the field, I just hope he can get healthy. But as for the trades, um, yeah, they got Corey Cunningham to be their swing tackle. My analysis on they traded a sixth round pick for him. He's from Arizona, started a few games, left tackle for him last year. My analysis on that trade is that he's probably better at football than Dan Skipper. So I like the trade. Um, they traded a sixth round pick for Russell Bodine. He used to be Cincinnati's starting center. Uh, he has started 74 career games. And that that sounds great in principle, but they only they got Bodine for just a sixth round pick. And the Bengals fans, he's basically Jordan Devy for Bengals fans. And that's always very bad. So, I don't know. I guess I'll take Bodine. He's more experienced as a starter than any player the Patriots have on their offensive line. And having that guy just as a depth piece, as a backup center, or maybe he unseats Ted Karras, who knows? I don't think so, but it's possible. Uh, Having that guy as a depth piece is good. And the last trade, the most significant trade was for Jermaine Illuminor, which is a pain in the ass to spell, but kind of easy to pronounce. Illuminati. Uh, Jermaine Illuminati. Well, yeah, let's go with that instead. They traded a fourth-round pick for Illuminor and a sixth-round pick. And that sounds, if that sounds significant, it's because it is. I mean, they traded more for Illuminor than they traded for Michael Bennett. They traded the same compensation for Illuminor as they did for Martellus Bennett and Dwayne Allen. And they traded less for Josh Gordon than they did for Illuminor. So this is a guy that's pretty clearly in their plans. He'll be a restricted free agent after this season. So he'll probably be around here for two years. Uh, Everyone like on Twitter, all the smart offensive line people think that he's very talented and can be very good. So I trust Scar to get the best out of him. Uh, apparently he wasn't in shape. I think that'll change within like a week or two weeks in New England. I'm not worried about that. So I think regardless of anything, I think Illuminor immediately steps in and he's their top backup at both tackle and guard. Like if a player were to go out during a game, I think Illuminor would be the one to slide in because he has experience in both. He started a game at left tackle last year for the uh, for Baltimore and he was also expected, but going into camp, he was expected to start a left guard for him. So I think that's a trade that'll really work out um, for the Pats. It's the type they usually does for them. And it's for an offensive lineman, so I'm not really going to doubt it. I'm excited for this trade, too, as well. Joe Tooney replacement, maybe, someday? Yeah, yeah. but what, what we saw from Froholt this preseason, who was Ooh. drafted potentially to be that, <sighs> Froholt was 
was like abominably bad. He was horrible this preseason. And will that last? Like, will he be horrible next year? I don't know. I think this will be a redshirt year for him, and he'll come back and he'll probably look better next year. They're pretty good at scouting offensive linemen in the mid-rounds. I don't think they just missed so egregiously on a player like Froholt. Everyone said he needed time to develop, and I have high hopes for him in the future, but what we saw right now was not very promising, and at least now when Tooney probably leaves in free agency, they have another option to just step in there at left guard. Yeah, exactly, and he is probably going to be a decent player, as we said, by the trade compensation they picked up for him, so I'm excited for that. Do you think maybe like he could like if they if he had to he could play center in a pinch? Doubt it. I think if they had to play a player there in a pinch, and I don't see why they would. They have like two centers on the roster now in Bodine and Karras, but if they had two for whatever reason play someone in a pinch, Tooney has had experience doing so. Um, I remember reading, uh, I don't know, during training camp it might have been, or during uh, while Ted Karras was filling in for Andrews for a couple games. I remember reading that Tooney was snapping to Brady and that he was getting ready to play center if needed. So I think it would be Tooney in an emergency situation. I'd like that better, by the way. Yeah. That seems like the better plan. Right. And let's actually just finish off on David Andrews because it really sucks. Sounds like he's going to be out for the year, maybe longer. You know, man, blood clots, serious thing. I mean, it could be not serious at all, and maybe he's okay and returns to football. Could also be super serious and he's on blood thinners for the rest of his life and never plays football ever again he's a super bowl champ multiple times team captain amazing teammate amazing guy can't chug beer for shit but tom brady's just maybe maybe the best beard chugger of all time so maybe he actually yeah. can a lot better than us and just tom tom brady's god but david andrews great guy it's gonna suck man it's gonna suck a lot David Andrews is the man on the offensive line. Yeah. Aside from Isaiah Wynn, who is the It's son? David Andrews, man. It's David it's, Andrews. He's – it's – every time I think about it, it's just more of a bummer. Like, in the moment, you kind of – first you feel for the guy, and then, in, like, your initial reaction is, what the hell is the team going to do? Uh, and now, the more you think of it, it's like, God damn. That just sucks in every single way. That's just a horrible situation. And the return to football is the furthest thing from my mind with him. Like, I'm not, I'm going to proceed as if he won't be on the team for, for the rest of his career. Because this is, like you said, it's fucking, he has blood clots in his lungs. It's so much more serious than whether or not he'll be back for training camp next year. Who gives a shit? Yeah, for sure. Football, not as important. Hope David Andrews gets well very soon, and we get to see him at that Super Bowl 54 celebration chugging beer again. Oh, yeah. Well, you can lock that in right now. <laughs> Pencil in. He's there. And him and Brady February, are February 4th, I think it'll be. 4th <laughs> or 5th. Rematch. I'll, we'll be there this time, though. We'll get an invite this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Last, last year, we, we you know made our ways, grew a little bit, but now... Now the Patriots are on a radar. Yeah. We're going to get a float. Like, Karabas got a float. Do you think we're going to get a ring? For his... Do you think I, think get... it's, I think it's on the table. I think it's on the table. <laughs> Josh Gordon got a ring. 
He did. He really yeah. did. And he deserved it. And I think we deserve it too. I think the team will the team will come to realize that. <laughs> you think Ernie Adams has a Twitter? Oh yeah. It's dad, bro. It's dad. <laughs> you just know. Oh, what, I want to know what Ernie Adams does on Twitter. He's probably just like liking cat pics and. No, I, don't I think I think he likes like he DMs porn bots. He seems like <laughs> that type. Like just a super smart guy, but has no concept of how like catfishing works. And he's just getting he's just getting his rocks off by um by DMing like. Like bots. I will pay you five hundred dollars to send me feet pics. So <laughs> Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not I don't I wasn't gonna pay you for Ernie Adams. I'm talking about him, bro. I'll sell him feet pics. It's not a big deal. No? Okay, whatever. All right, next on the agenda, IR candidates. Really weird thing. Um, Michael Lombardi really thinks that Nikhil Harry's going to be on IR, like a lot of people do, actually. Kind of sounds like it. The Patriots, as we know, cut DT for the IR candidate. So who do we we think it's going to be for, Alonzo? So we got Calhoun, Harry, Lacoste, Damian Harris. Maybe Obi. Maybe I think it's going to be Harry because when he when he did get injured, it you know they said he's not going to play into week one for sure. He's going to miss all the preseason. Well, I I don't know, man. I think it's going to be Harry eventually. Okay. It sucks. I I don't know how to feel about this. Okay, because I find myself thinking in my free time while I watch Breaking Bad and play Madden and listen to podcasts and go to the gym every day i think about Nikhil harry every day he's like a member of my family at this point and i think about how great he's gonna be and i think about how he just mossed two people in three snaps in detroit and came in and he looked like the best player on the field and i think about how great he was at arizona state and i think about how he's gonna be our des bryant and then i realize that he's fucking hurt right now and and in the same breath that I want to see Nikhil Harry be awesome right now, just right off the bat, and like challenge DT for wide receiver three and split wide receiver three with DT, I just want him to get healthy. And I think for me, the ideal scenario with Harry is they keep him on the active roster, but they don't play him. I think when the guy goes on IR, it might just be me. It might just be like me imposing my own psyche on them, but it completely takes him out of the flow of the team. How much a part of the team can you feel when you're just on IR, you're like forgotten, you're not involved in game planning, you're not involved in any of that. It's all about rehab. You can't even practice. You can't even go out to practice. And Nikhil Harry, like he needs reps. He needs reps with Brady. He needs reps in practice. Ideally you get some for him in games. Um, that's the best thing for his long-term development. He's a guy that if, he's, he, if he had been healthy for Thursday night, I would have been all for playing because he needs to be on the field in order to develop into what he's going to be, what he has the potential to be. So I think the best case is they just wait it out until he's healthy and they keep him on the 53, let him practice as much as he can. Um, 
and just leave it at that. Uh, who could they IR instead? Damian Harris makes by far the most sense. I mean, they're loaded at running back. Brandon Bolden looked great in the preseason at running back. Um, Harris, like he's his path for this year to seeing the field is an injury somewhere. And if not, he's just going to be a healthy scratch all year. So I arm. Yes, exactly. I'm all for it. And the thing about Nikhil Harry, he's got that foot injury, little turf toe, ligament sprain. He's our, he's the Patriots Ferrari. Let's take care of Nikhil Harry. Let's take very good care care of Nikhil Harry, please. Yeah. So I'm so I'm not really I don't really feel like as strongly as Nikhil Harry taking game reps. Like he has a playbook. He pra- he's going to practice. He threw with Brady in the off season. Maybe you know maybe he's just the Isaiah winner this year, and ends up that contributing. Would suck. Yeah, but maybe he just contributes massively next year. It would. Yeah, it, it's not the best. The not the best thing. Have... It's not the best thing. But right now he is your Ferrari, and he's. I mean, he did practice today, but he's been practicing, so we're not sure if he's still um, hindered by the turf toe or what's going on. But a lot of people are saying that he's going to be IR'd probably. Well, a lot of people is not really a lot of people. A lot that's of not, well, not. That's okay. not true. A lot of Let's, fans on Twitter. No, how a, about, lot of, a lot of blog boys on Twitter are saying that. Michael Lombardi. The only reputable thing you've gotten is like Ben Volan speculation. And Ben Volan once reported that Marcus Cannon was going to start at like right guard for a game. Or that's, no, that Sebastian Vollmer was going to start at right guard w. for a game. So, so no, like fuck Ben Volan. Okay. By a lot of people, by a lot of people, Mike Lombardi, Mike Lombardi, the context of his tweet, the context of his tweet, he was saying, yep, as a guy. Is like a guy who fits the profile of being short-term IR. And that might be just wish. It's probably wishful thinking on my part, but. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's wishful thinking. He said all He's capital, gonna... yep. He said all yeah. capitals, Alonzo. It's, all, it's cap- all capitals, and yet I find it hard to believe that Ben Volan's hearing stuff and that when people are asking Mike Reese about it, he's, oh, I don't know. And that Jeff Howe hasn't said anything and that Nick Underhill hasn't said anything. I also find it kind of weird that Shalit Calhoun missed practice for since he got hurt, he's been out of practice and he just showed up for the game last week, obviously didn't play at all. And his injury seems to be more severe than Harry's and they could just IR Calhoun. Calhoun's injury seems to be more serious from everything we've heard. And if you're just going to IR a guy to open the spot for DT, why the hell is it not Damian Harris? Like, Damian Harris is more of a – he's not a waste of a roster spot, but he is more of a waste of a roster spot than Nikhil Harry. Yes. Nikhil Harry gains more from being on the 53-man roster just for his development, and his development is more important, and he benefits more from being on the team, like on the roster, than Damian Harris does. So just fucking IR Damian Harris. He's not going to contribute. Yes. If he does, just wait eight weeks, and he'll contribute starting in week nine. Yeah. <sighs> Yes, I t- I agree, actually agree with everything you're saying. Just trying to make the best out of the, out of what could possibly be a not so good situation, which is maybe Nico Harry gets IR'd, but maybe he doesn't, and maybe that's really good, and he ends up just contributing and being a good player. Right. 
if Nikhil Harry gets hired, it's not the end of the world. It just it sucks because I'm excited to watch Nikhil Harry play Always. football. He's the man. I, they, he picked 15. He's a frog. Gunner in number. Gunner, Gunner in 80. Absolute fire. Nikhil, Nikhil in 15. Nikhil in 15. Fire. Fucking heat. Heat. You know what? There was a big number mistake today, Alonzo, that we cannot gloss over. There was one big oh one. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is horrible. I mean, fuck Dietrich Wise, if we're being real. No. Go ahead. No. We, no. Jamie Collins, uh, okay, I'm, I'm for not having 91 because fresh start. I wanted to see the fresh start. But how about wow. how about 92 or 94, Jamie Collins? Would look sick. I'm 98. 98. 98 it would look badass. All of them, all of those numbers would look sick to me. But he picks fifty-eight, and the fun, the funniest thing, the funniest thing to me was uh, Jamie Collins being TBD on the Patriots <laughs> on the Patriots tweet. Like Jamie Collins, my theory does, is that he's still TBD. That's my theory. He, he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's my theory. If not, they would have tweeted out that he's fifty-eight. They would have tweeted out the update. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Maybe maybe uh, the guy that has his number gives it up to him or gets cut, or maybe he takes someone else's number. Maybe he pays Bentley for 51. I don't know. 51? Wow. Yeah. Jamie Collins wore 51 in Cleveland, bro. Yeah, but 50, he wore 51 in Cleveland, and Cleveland is kind of a train wreck for him. Yeah, but that what does that mean, though? He might like 51. He, he might have taken 58 because he's friends with Christian Kirksey. All right, Alonzo, let's get into our Title Talk Inc. mailbag. We need to cooperate it soon, Title Talk. Just like... Uh, Sponsored by Tito's Vodka. Just like Braun with Taco Tuesday, Title Talk Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we have a question here, and it's, uh, it's from our good friend. You guys know him very well. It's at Mike Reese on Twitter. Mike asks, hey, Bryson... Do you believe that Dwayne Allen, if he gets cut, will be picked up by the Patriots? And uh, what's up, Mike? Love you very much. It was uh, really good to see you in Tennessee. We had a couple drinks together. It was really fun. Um, really short guy, Mike Reese, but still the man. Um, you, know, Mike, you know, Mike, we're, we, we, Alonzo and I, you know Alonzo, of course. You've met him a few times. Yeah. But... but uh, we're we're just not the biggest Dwayne Allen fans, but so I'm I'm just very lateral for a Dwayne Allen man. Like I don't feel any way about it. But he's also I could see the pros of Dwayne Allen's return. He's a veteran, whatever. He knows what he's doing. I guess that means something. But in the other sense, like you have a you have Ryan Izzo. He's essentially Dwayne Allen 2.0. He may be better. I don't know, but. So I'm just I don't know. What do you think, Alonzo? Mike Reese want to know what your what you think as well. I missed that part. Uh, Mike Reese, to you, I would say first, don't listen to Bryson. You're not that short, and it doesn't really <laughs> matter how short you are. Okay, just look at Gunner. Look at our boy Gunner. Look at our boy Jules. You've made it big, Mike, and I love you, and you're very handsome. Now, as for Dwayne Allen, I am not the biggest Dwayne Allen fan. That's been made pretty clear by my Twitter, by this podcast, by like any time I talk about the Patriots, I always used to slander Dwayne Allen. When they cut him, I celebrated that he lost his job, and that was kind of a dick move. But <laughs> in any case, he got 1.25 million bucks from the Dolphins to never play for him, so that's pretty cool. And I agree. Like right now, if I were to rank 
the tight ends, it would be Ryan Izzo is greater than Dwayne Allen is greater than Matt Lacoste based on just like age and contract situation and all that good stuff, right? Like I would rather have Ryan Izzo than Dwayne Allen on this year's Patriots team because Ryan Izzo is probably going to be on it for three years. Matt Lacoste is probably only going to be on it for this year if he even makes it through the year on the roster. And Dwayne Allen is not going to contribute at all as a receiver if he comes back. But if you have him and Ryan Izzo on the edges, just bludgeon people in the run game, honestly. He's a great blocker. He's better than Ryan Izzo at this very moment as a blocker. And, yeah, he's better than Lacoste. So I'll take him back. Sure, why not? bring Allen in. Don't really get much in the way in the pass game from the tight ends, but who cares? You have a shitload of receivers you can throw to. Uh, precisely, Alonzo. I feel the same exact way. And a good, great question, Mike Reese. Hope to see you uh, very soon. Patriots opener, by the way, in, in one week. Next question. By the way, a lot of Josh Gordon stuff. Really love to see it. Uh, Celtics in one says Josh Gordon is going to become a top wide receiver, top three wide receiver in this year. Oh, wait, he already is. That's not a question. That's a statement. And that is fact. And that's correct. No need for Alonzo to even say anything because it is true. Is Bill Belichick a coward by our good friend, Jake? Yes. Alonzo, what do you think? BB out. Yes. And Boston cream, which I don't understand the question. Maybe being from another country, Alonzo, you may understand says, does Alonzo, does Alonzo look like the coworker who thinks he's better than you because he brushes his teeth in the washroom? And I think washroom means bathroom. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, yeah. But why would you not? Why would you not brush your teeth in the bathroom? Who doesn't do w. that? W. W. That's w. what I do. That's what I mean, you do. if you don't, if you don't, you're just dirty. Like Boston well, donut, donut, you're just dirty. What? Like what? What are you doing? Where else? I, I'm confused. Where else do you? Where in the hell else do you brush your damn teeth at? He's a freak. He's a do freak. You, like it's like okay. See, occasionally, like I'll I'll talk to Alexa and be like, play Twenty One Savage Radio or Little Baby Radio, and I will walk around, brush my teeth in the morning, get a little bit hype before class or whatever. But like, that's the extent of how far I'm walking away from the bathroom with my toothbrush. Like I'm not just gonna like where where else do you go? That's my question to you. Where do you go with your toothbrush? Like, do you do it at work? Do you do it, like, in your car? Because no. if you do it in these places, you're a creep. And you should be in prison. There are places for people like you. They are in psychiatric wards. Also, for people who do circuits at the gym and do, like, five of the same circuit and ask you if you're done on a piece of equipment when you're just doing, like, sets of an exercise, those people should be put in jail. I said that they deserve to die in a tweet that might have been a little strong but they should at least be put in a maximum security prison with no chance of parole and they should be put in a hole for like a year absolutely i don't have any good gym stories right now i wish i did but i definitely agree with you there i'm i'm actually a very i want to say right now since i'm doing my one set training i'm i'm, I'm a pretty annoying person in the gym so i apologize to everyone for my uh, movements on machine to machine i apologize but no, 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 no. You don't have to apologize you, I, for no, that. I, I know what you mean, but the, at the I same time. If anything, if anything, they should be thanking you. You're only doing one set on a machine instead of 
normal people who I guess do like three or four or five, you're only doing one. So if anything, you're a, like a positive, your workouts have like a positive externality. The people who do fucking circuits and who do the same circuit yes, five bad. fucking times, like go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Donut, I don't understand your question. And uh, you got to tell me where you brush your teeth because I have no clue where you're brushing your teeth at, but it's really weird. All right, so John LeClaire says, is Josh Gordon going to break Randy Moss's touchdown record? The answer is yes. Well, you answered your question. Alonzo certainly going to agree, and I agree as well. What do you think, Alonzo? Yes? Yeah. Uh, maybe, he's going to break Randy Moss's career touchdown record, and it's going to be one season. in one season. Yeah. Sounds about right. Oh, Imagine, I- honestly, on Josh Gordon, like a non-joke thing. We haven't talked about this, but Brady and Gordon were never in sync on back shoulder stuff last year. What if they just are this year? <laughs> and they, they probably will be, by the yeah. way. Yep. They've had a little bit more time together. They know each other. They played last year. Oh, boy. Like, the, like, what are the, like, what are the odds Josh Gordon just has, like, 1,400 yards? He, it could happen. It's, like, it's certainly on the table. If he has 80 yards if a game. If he plays a full season, if he plays a full season, I could just see it happening, yeah. I think, I think, he, I think he has – the floor is 1,100 yards for Josh Gordon. Just because he's he going to get a full season. Yes, because he's going to get so many targets because he's extremely large, bigger than all the cornerbacks, fast. Yes, can, he is. Can score at will. Like they're going to line up in the red zone with Josh Gordon and Demarius Thomas, James White, Julian Edelman, and whoever whoever the fifth guy you want to be in. Holy cow! Throw, just throw anyone. Throw Harry if Harry's healthy. You know what? Don't throw anyone out huge. there. Just go extra offensive line <laughs> because that's how good those players are. So Dwayne Allen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just throw yeah. Dwayne Allen out there. That's his use. Great. Wonderful. All right, Alonzo, we have uh, one more question here. It's from our boy, our good friend, Jeff Howe. He says, it's, he says hey, guys, Alonzo and Bryson, just want to let you all know, love the podcast, and I'll see you at the uh, Super Bowl. Thanks, Jeff. Love you. Great guy. Great guy, that Jeff Howe. <laughs> Anything else, Alonzo? Any other housekeeping stuff for our Patriots? We? Uh, I think we're gonna. We? We're gonna beat the Steelers. Oh yeah. We yes. are gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it later in the week. Yes. yes. Probably, ideally, we'll talk about it when DT is back, which I assume will be before Wednesday and may even be tomorrow. But yeah, we're gonna beat the Steelers. We're going to beat the brakes off the Steelers. They might have to put a mercy rule in. Um, Big Ben will cry. And that's about it. Nick Underhill actually follows me on Twitter. That's pretty good. I think he, he follows me too. So he follows both of us. So we are good. That's goat. awesome. We are good. We, I have a list, Eddie Beat. I don't know if I put you on it. Um, it's just like Pat's Beat Writers. And um, I, I guess we could put ourselves in there too now. 
You know what? The crazy thing is, people have been adding me to beat writers list with just all verified accounts, and then there's just dummy me. <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> tweeting, thing ever. Tweeting videos of like jet, the Jets from the Patriots cut a player. That was too funny. <laughs> I know. That was too funny. I just like all the new people that have followed us this summer and like listened to the pod. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But like at 11 p.m. when you're like are expecting me to be tweet, like I don't know how other people view my Twitter account, but when you you like see, you just now followed me and I'm like tweeting 11 p.m. Isaiah Wynn picture with song lyrics, and I'm very sorry for this, but this is just this is just my process. I'm sorry. This is who we are. Yeah, pictures of Josh Gordon and song lyrics have been a thing since June before us. So, all right, and that's that's right where we had a little boon. So that's good. Yes. Love you all very much. Thank you for the very good uh, mailbag questions. I'm very excited for the Steelers game. F you Steelers. Uh, But I have one thing to say before this podcast ends. Alonzo. Please. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say. Dear Patriots haters, I have some bad news. You're going to get your butts kicked this year by the New England Patriots. They will not lose another game this year. The NFL will, in fact, adopt the mercy rule in name of the 2019 Patriots. Tom Brady's going to win MVP, and he will not play after halftime. Are the Patriots bad for the NFL? Will regular be a target, a topic around national media circles? Josh Gordon's going to make us forget about Randy Moss. Nikhil Harry will set the rookie receiving record. And these are all things that you will, in fact, weep about because they will come true. The end. Any last words, Alonzo? Yeah. Let's... <sighs> Sweet glory. You're all effed. You're effed, League. You. Yep. You, Alonzo. You. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not asked. The league is asked because of us. <laughs> we, us. We will fuck we, the league. We own. We us. will fuck we, the league. We, we. Awesome. We. Okay, Alonzo. Love you very Good much. Time. Can't wait to see you in Steelers preview. And uh, shout out to everyone. Shout out to Mike, Mike Reese. And uh, also shout out to Josh Gordon, who uh, actually sent us, sent our Title Talk account a DM and thanked us very much for freeing him. Shout out to you, Josh Gordon. Love you very much, Alonzo, and I will see you later. Good talk, Bryson.